Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, although some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. Go, 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 go. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the seventh week of Star's Original Series, Power, starring Omari Hardwick, Notori Nodden, executive produced by 50 Cent, and also starring 50 Cent himself, showing that he's got some chops up in here. This episode is entitled Loyalty. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me today is Erica J. Green, Robin Ayers, and Bam Erickson. Yeah, so let's jump into this episode because we have a surprise for you guys uh, in a couple of minutes, or maybe less than a minute. I don't know. We'll see in a second. Steven's going to let us know, but... (laughs) This episode was really fun. There was a lot of things going on, and a lot of things came full circle. I understand why they saved this episode for the seventh episode. Seven, yeah. which is the number of completion, if you want to get mystical Ooh, with it. That's deep. So we, everything kind of came full circle, and a lot of things were revealed, right? Yes. That yes. we've seen that's what's going on. Tommy is making go step up to the plate. And uh, there was one of our followers on Twitter that had some very good points that I'm going to bring up that me and uh, Bam... Uh, just kind of uh, been talking uh, talking to like the last couple of days or whatever, and made some points about um, what's going on and how the situation is formulating and everything. And I think for this show, I think I've had the most correct predictions of any show that I've ever done wow. while the history of AfterBuzz. Good, you know, I, this whole thing is no. I just, I just. <laughs> 
<laughs> am in tune with the streets, yeah. you know, the club life. Oh, that's streets. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's basically what's been going on, right? So uh, we see that uh, who Pink, we see who Pink Sneakers is, and yep. and who's been who's hired her, and yep. what, we also know why uh, Tasha and Ghost got married, actually. Because of loyalty. Well, yeah, because loyalty is is huge, especially in that business. And can you uh, tell that to ghosts? Wow. <laughs> she, wow, she's really being, she's taking this personal. <laughs> I did when I watched this. Eric, she is. Erica's taking this personal. I mean, you you see, you know, everybody has yeah, like, Joseph on the line. Oh, Joseph, is this is as in the Joseph Sakura of power? <laughs> Oh my gosh, is this the fattiest, the most excellent voice on all multimedia? Ah! <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm glad you could join us today, man. This is a delight. You know me? It's my, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. Wow, okay, so nice. just so you guys know, to clarify, you guys are all awestruck like we are right now. Joseph Sakura is on the line. He plays Tommy on Star's original series, Power, right now as we speak. We're on the line, and if you guys start calling, you probably oh, yeah. won't be able to get us because we're going to be talking to him. <laughs> anyway, so, Joseph, what's up, bro? Dude, not too much, man. I've been really looking forward to talking to you guys, man. I don't know how uh, snappy fam, uh, fam is dressing tonight, man, but I'm looking for some suspenders. <laughs> you know, I had to get on him after off off camera, but yeah. you know, he uh, Bam came with it last week yeah, with he did the, the paperboy hat and the suspenders. For, for you kidding me? If anything that guy had up for sale, I was buying it. <laughs> for clarification, I was dressed like that because I was at an audition, which I booked. Thank you very much. It was an audition to the follow-up of the Macklemore Thrift Shop song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hate, hate, hate. <laughs> Music video. Anyway, so uh, I'm glad we got you for this particular episode because... This episode, everything kind of came full circle for uh, Tommy, for Ghost, uh, for Ghost and and, and uh, Tasha and their relationship. There's a lot of things going on and brewing right now, and it, it was really like that one pivotal scene where you see Joseph, not Joseph, Tommy, <laughs> not, you, not you, Joseph, <laughs> but you see Tommy. When you see Tommy, he's he's bugging out. He's he's almost been like put on an island because he's been kind of like isolated by ghosts. So he he's kind of handling things where he is. They're used to like operating as a double headed dragon, so to speak. And now mm-hmm. it's like one of the heads has been cut off or they've been severed. Yeah. And now he's kind of like out there. He's like, well, I can't make it. I've got to go to this party. I mean, I've got to I've got to plan this. Or you're gonna have to handle this alone. Like the last few episodes or the last few meetings that they've had, he's kind of push Tommy, Ghost has pushed Tommy out to kind of go and handle those things by himself. And I think it's kind of making Tommy stir crazy to a certain degree because he's used to having that balance. And Ghost is used to having that balance as well, except Ghost is actually placing himself in another another structured environment where Tommy is still running the streets. And it's like Ghost wants to have his cake and eat it too, but it's not not really really fair. So I think... I think you're right. I think I think it's, it's he puts Tommy in a very difficult position, um, but also a great position. So it's like he's he's doing all this stuff, you know, Tommy, to handle this. And I think Tommy has a very difficult time actually getting down to business and being like, you know what, I can. But then when he actually does it, he's like, oh, I, I can. And then he wants to kind of get back to Ghost and be like, yo, Ghost, I did this and I did that. And Ghost's like, yeah, yeah, hold up, hold up. Let me do with some clubs. I'm like, well, you know what I mean? So I think it's like he has nobody to say everything went so great. Like just 
every time you want to tell somebody like that person who's the most special person in your life, all this great stuff has happened and they're and they're not there. It you know mm-hmm. puts a real damper on the situation. Right, which is why it's easier. This is Bam. Which is why I guess it's easier for you to. Uh, I know revi- all your voices. You don't have to worry. <laughs> and, and when uh, and you when Eric talks, I'm not going to think it's Rob. <laughs> I love it. I I love it. Well, you mentioned how, you know, you wish you can, you know, you can go and tell these things to ghosts, which you don't really have that relationship with right now, which is why you're going to that girl I cannot stand that you're with, Holly. (laughs) So she's like the person that you can, you can, you know, you can fight in about, you know, things about the club and and some other things is what's going on. She's a piece of work and you're exactly right. I mean, I think that that's it. And I, I think there's, so, I mean, the references to my mother throughout the season have been, uh, you know, quite a few. And I think that the most were able to see of Tommy's relationship with his mother in some ways are definitely how he's re- relating to Holly in some ways, which is, you know, certainly a little creepy, but I think that's how we do it in terms of uh, when we, when we need uh, that soft place or like, what, how, how would we wish this was happening and kind of that female gentleness. I think it's something pretty new for him. That's so interesting because uh, one of the things that I noticed or one of my predictions I think is still coming true, where at least it seems like Mm -hmm. it's going down that path, which is um, that uh, Tommy and Holly were going to try to form something somewhat close to what Ghost and Tasha have. Now, I'm not quite sure, but there was a line that Holly said to Tommy where she said, "Um, you ever think you can trust him anymore? Talking about Ghost. And she said, if you can't trust Mm -hmm. him, you could trust me. So that tells me that she's sort of in his ear. She's sort of, you know, trying to get... Right. You know, maybe that that loyalty she's trying to get on this side or whatever. Maybe that they can make moves together. I don't know. Well, she she ain't no dummy. I mean, she's doing the lady night best thing pretty well. Every time she has an opportunity to jump in his ear, she's jumping in his ear. I mean, she's really crafty. She yeah. Tommy gets angry, <laughs> and I think that his anger. And she's <laughs> smart enough to know that if you stand in the way of that anger when it uh, initially uh, sparks to the flame, it's a it's a big mistake. And she's been wise enough to all these other approaches where she just gets out of the way and then it's old down and she's like, well, listen, hold up, little flame. Don't get too big. Here I am. I'll pull you off. And she's right there with it. So she's really on point with that stuff. And I think that you're right that uh, she will be uh, trying to make the uh, make that Bonnie and Clyde, uh, the, uh, the white Bonnie and Clyde style, the, the actual <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde style. That happens. No, uh whatever um you know what i'm saying though so it's like she's trying to make that happen i just it's tom tommy's still figuring it all out i think love is a very new thing for tommy and uh he's getting taken advantage of joseph the entire time i'm trying to watch the series i'm trying to figure out is ghost trying to have tommy's character step up so he can kind of make a transition into a cleaner lifestyle or is he trying to just go for cut both him and tasha off that's what i'm trying to figure out he keeps asking him to like come in and do all these things like kind of being the cleanup crew but still trying to have him step up in big ways so the whole time i'm watching what's going on there Erica, I think that's a great question. And I will tell you this. My opinion is this, that he goes, he would go into it saying, Ghost would go say, hey, Tom, you can do all this. Because Ghost, obviously, is, you know, presented certainly as the most together guy, the, the smartest guy. Hmm. He's got all these different, he's chugging all these balls at the same time. He's no, he, again, he's no dummy. He's saying, Tommy can do this, Tommy can do this. He also needs to placate Tommy in some capacity to kind of extend, uh, to go about his plan in the best way that he can. So he understands this is placating Tommy, but he also understands this is, this is actually something that Tommy can do, 
And if Tommy can take care of that, you could step out of the game. Do you think people, if like 50 mm. Cent, seriously, I'm sorry for my, my, my minor sidetrack, but if 50 was just like, I'm not rapping anymore, I'm just acting and producing hmm. television shows and films, the backlash would be extreme. But if you eat your way out of it a little bit, you know mm. what I mean? And you right. still kind of get to juggle all these balls and still be, you know, you're still playing all those games. People are still like, they, they still believe you in each of those capacities and each each head of that dragon. They're like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you just took it all away, forget it. So he is he's setting Tommy up because it's like, damn, it's time. I got to have Tommy's all about this. And he has been about that. He's going to remain about that. So I think, I think Ghost is being very wise. I think that the best case scenario for Tommy that he would get to share in this. And he would, he's going to be Ghost Boy. That's his brother. But he's. He's, his heart's breaking. His 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 best friend, his his brother is. He can see it. He's not accepting it yet, but he can see that this is, is what's happened. Right. And I, and I think that's a great point that you're making because uh, we have a, a follower uh, that follows the show. Shout outs to Neo Scandal on Twitter. N e o s c a n d a l. She asked a question of me and, and me and Bam, and I said, you know, we're going to have Joseph on, so we're going to be answering some of these questions. She says, why didn't Ghost have Tommy do the deed? Why has Ghost continued to do his own dirty work? He needs to outsource it. And to me, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like an obvious question. You kind of, you kind of answered it. I'm I mean, agree. saying he's kind of uh, eating his way out of it a little bit, but Tommy can sense that Ghost is disconnecting himself. So he has to have him do something that's equivalent to what how they're used to operating. It's like, dude, you're a part of this. You have to, you have to, you have to get your hands dirty too. Mm. You know, you cannot forget. The third forget. time I asked him if he, tr- if he trusts me. The third time in the show so far, I said, "You trust me? You would trust me? Do you right. trust me?" It hasn't been answered. So this is him proving to me, saying, "Tommy is my boy." Tommy is this guy. Now, whether he's doing it out of love, which I believe he's doing, and I still believe that. Maybe I'm a little bit blinded by my own character, of course. But he's saying, I do love you, and I trust you, and I believe you, and I'm going to do this, and it's me and you against the world. And if he didn't do that at that point, I can't, I mean, how it seems to me, I mean, you'd be real, you would be pushing that to the absolute extreme to have me believe that this guy can keep doing this and doing all the, the, the work and not having this guy back him up. It would be extreme. But he does it, and he comes through. And I think that that's a, you know, it's a huge thing. And it gives the writers and everybody another opportunity to see now how far are we going to go next time. Now, now, considering that, now mentioning that and saying that, like, look, okay, yeah, he does it himself and he gets his hands dirty. Generally... Guys that are bosses at that level or that high up on the food chain usually have soldiers that take care of that kind of stuff for them. So it, it's it's oh, still yeah. it, it's still kind of interesting that Ghost and Tommy still get their hands dirty the way that they do, as much as they do. I can understand Tommy get his, getting his hands dirty just because it fits his persona more, and he gets off on it. Almost seems like like just to handle business himself, kind of like more like an Italian mob boss, like what kind of yeah. going there and just. I need to take care of this myself kind of thing. Just, you know, if it doesn't get done, if it has to get done or get done right, I'm going to have to make sure that it gets done right. I'm going to do it myself kind of thing. 
Well, in addition to the fact that I think that that particular moment was something that he needed to prove, he needed to do it by himself, just to sh- sort of show Tommy that I-, I am still in this, sort of like what Joseph is saying, like, right. I do love you. So, you know, I think that that was something that he just had to do himself. I think the fact that Tommy and Ghost Character taking care of business themselves speaks to what type of bosses that they are. They're willing to get their hands dirty, be out there, seeing what's really going on in the streets. You see, Tommy is the one that's going around picking up the information. He's not sending some goon out there to do that. So I think that really speaks to what type of bosses that they're trying to be or what type of business they're trying to run, mm-hmm. is from what I see. Right. Well, I think it also speaks, I mean, if you look through history of some of these bosses in terms of drug bosses, if you look to the New York mobs, I, I mean, I, in my research for Tommy, I based a lot of the character on Dutch Schultz. And mm. I think that Dutch is kind of the guy who always did that. When Dutch stepped in a room, people were, unless you were uh, Lucky Luciano, who you always was a little bit afraid of, a little bit, and looked up to him as a boss because he was such a thinker and the guy who, quote-unquote, talked like him. He, people were, uh, incre- he was the happiest dude. He was always drinking a beer, having a good time. But as soon as he got angry, he pulled out a gun. Right. Killed people. Things yeah. went wrong. It was a problem. Look at Pablo Escobar. Some of the things that he did to the government officials in the eighties, when America and, every, and Colombia started going against him, he he brought those people to himself. I mean, you think of the, the guy that, that when he was before he was in drugs, that Escobar was uh, robbing rich people and selling them back to their families. And nine times out of ten, he, he still beat that guy and killed that guy yeah. to say, "Hey, listen, this is who I am." So I think in some of the ways, bosses do do that work the same way when a general marches into battle saying, all right, mm. boys, let's do or die, let's do it. Mm. You, you get followers, you get respect. I mean, it's just historically correct, and I think that that's why they're showing that these boys are still in the game. And when it goes down, look at Rolla. I mean, how good was Daryl? Daryl Burke Gibson, who played yeah. Rolla. I mean, yeah. that kid was all extraordinary. Right. And yes. that scene, just when he looked at Ghost, he knew he was dead. Yeah, he, he knew almost. He Poor was thing, dead. and he still played the whole scene to live. Unbelievable. Yes, cool. Joseph, I have a question. You mentioned uh, your reference and and some of the things that you did uh, preparing for this role. There's been a couple yeah. of references about you, your character as Eminem, the rapper. <laughs> As so, even, yeah. as even, yeah. as even who, who said that? Who's somebody even called him that Rolo. on the show? Yeah, yeah. Rolo. Rolo. Yeah. Rolo yeah. Oh yeah, Rolo calls me. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's up, Marshall? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that there's a comparison just because you're uh, a cool white guy, or or why why is the reference of of Eminem being made? Is that for humor? I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know what? I like. I have to like stop myself and make sure that I don't speak out of turn. So I'll just say stuff like, you know, I mean, we're, we're white dudes, and I think that Tommy is somehow whatever. Yeah, I mean, he looks a little bit alike. But you know what, Joseph? I get it. I, I have get it. to say, hey, listen, man, I got nothing but respect for Eminem, man. I'm a fan. Yeah. So am I. I'm a huge fan. But you know what? I was gonna say, you sound completely different than Tommy. And that's cool. Well, but we're I'm from just different saying, cities. Are you from different cities? <laughs> <laughs> you, so let me tell I'm just, Eric and I, we talk a lot when we're watching the show back. We love Tommy. It's something about that character. So I'm interested to know, yeah. you know, how you even got there. Like, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with past work, but I'm sold on Tommy. I'm just, you mm. know, really, I am. I think that you've done a, a magnificent job there. So what type of... Um, you know, research or what type of, you know, pre- preparation did you have to do to get prepared for Tommy? 
you know, to be honest with you, I, I really did base, base it on some of the research I did about old gangsters. And then in reality, the people that I'm trying to emulate are guys that I knew in Chicago. I mean, I grew up in Chicago and I was a graffiti writer and I did my, you know, my, my small amount of, you know, trying to be down from, you know, white kid from a <laughs> middle class neighborhood and I got myself in all kinds of trouble and I put myself in all these situations. And I met those dudes. And they're scary. But you know what else they are? They're corny. They make silly jokes that don't make any sense a lot of times. And I think I've tried to do that with Tommy, too, where he thinks he's, I mean, he's making these r- ridiculous things or, like, these, like, plain as day comments. Like, one of my things was you, Holly's like, what's this, Tommy? He's like, cash. Like, as if she didn't understand that it's money. That's, that was, you know, some of those things. That, but, but, they're, but they're evil. I mean, they're treacherous. That's the word. Mm. You look in these dudes' eyes who, who were dealing drugs, and this is their world, and it's do or die, and that's really what made me be like, what am I doing here with you guys? <laughs> you were a boxer, too, Joseph. Yeah, I, I, yeah I thought I fought amateur bit. for a lot of years. Yeah. yeah, it's the intensity that you bring to the character. I wonder, is that does that come from your boxing history? I mean, I know I, I know some boxers in my day. My mom used to date a boxer or whatever. But um, does that some that intensity, <laughs> like, in their eyes when they're, they're fighting an opponent, do you use that whenever you're playing the character of Tommy? Because... Wow, I'm like he's about to hit kill someone on every scene. <laughs> you know, in some ways that there is some the truth in that. That I think that sometimes when I'm playing a scene that somebody that when I really want to kill somebody in in the show, there's a certain amount of relaxation in boxing that you have to have. Otherwise, you're just going to tie yourself out or punch yourself out. And listen, I was never even as accomplished as fifty, um, let alone anybody like Mayweather or my favorite boxer, John Duddy. Irish gentleman John Duddy, mm-hmm. um, but but there is a relaxation that comes like to, to have true strength. You need to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're all tense and you're wound up, I mean, you can get so wound up to get so let down. But if you just stay calm and relaxed, that, that's that's when it's that's when that coyote is hunting that rat. It's very still, yeah. and it's not that. tense. It's just waiting, just waiting. That's all. I'm, so you make it very simple, and I think that that's very much like a boxer. Um, I, I, Tommy, I have a, a, a two questions. As a child, Joseph. Uh-huh. <laughs> shoot, I just called you Tommy. My bad. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. We've we come the same. <laughs> we come the same. You were, you as a kid, you were in a TV commercial with Michael Jordan. That's true. <laughs> Wow. Uh, um, I, I mean, damn. Just, just wow. That's dope. That's, that's, I mean, it is. It's it pretty fly. It doesn't get cooler than that. <laughs> what, com- what commercial, if, if I may ask? No, listen, you can actually YouTube it. It's like just type in Michael Jordan McDonald's commercials, and you can find it. Like, you'll find it in a few seconds. I'm, I'm just, I, actually, you know what? Nobody ever told me that I was cute when I was younger. And, man, I see it now. I'm like, man, you are cute. <laughs> I mean, I was adorable. I'm like this, like this beautiful blonde hair. I'm a little baby angel. And I'll tell you one other thing really quick. The black kid in the commercial, Relius Webb, another graffiti writer. And uh-huh. we, me and him, we started a graffiti crew that day. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a great We're making it all city through a commercial, through multimedia. This is great. Cool. Vinny came from Barney and you came from a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. This is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything else that you it's can... It's all chicken but the bone. <laughs> is there anything else you can give us uh, that we can look forward to for uh, the season finale and for, for season two? Well, things are popping off. Like it's, the, season, uh, the season is going to leave everybody with a ton of unanswered questions. Thank God we have a season two. Uh, it's going to put 
a lot of things in perspective. I think that what was the um, uh, Eric? I think you you you, you called out that was Sean was going to get killed this episode, me? didn't you? Did it, oh, no. yeah, that, she, she, that was me. She and did. They, they said they were naysayers. Yeah. They said I was wrong. That Sean was going to kill. It was that one Sean, of my I think uh, Erica, predictions. I think on one hundred and six, the recap, she said that she thought Sean was going to get killed. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I didn't predict that. Y'all said you're crazy. <laughs> I think he's well. Yeah, but. But Bam was smart enough to limit his prediction that somebody's going to get killed. Yes, so he was right. Good. Right. Wow. Um, what I what I can what I can say is that um, right. you know people people are going to die. And, uh, just straight up, people are going to die. Don't people die? Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was about the most Chicago I've sounded so far. Um, people, people are going to die. Listen, the, the bottom line is that uh, somebody's going to take a pencil, stab it through your heart. Right. Um, mm. So, uh, no, I, I think that um, questions are going to get answered, but it's going to definitely probably get more questions. But we're, the, the playing field is going to get leveled in some capacity, that's for sure. You're going to have a lot of wonderful jumping off points at the end of uh, episode eight. Wow. I have a question. Since since uh, Tommy um, is like, Tommy and Tasha, like, you know, have like this brother-sister relationship and they see eye to eye on mm-hmm. a lot of things, I, I think that, Tommy has been doing a great job of being loyal to Tasha, but not telling her anything at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really, 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 really difficult position to be in. And, yes. you know, he, they've all come up. They all came up together. He's loyal to Tasha. She's contributed. She's paid her dues. A part of the empire is hers. You can actually attribute part of her putting in work. Um to, you know, yeah. part of she's she's helped and she's actually been an integral part of, you know, the empire of, of where Tommy has Tommy and uh, Ghost have gotten. Do you think that the scene where where Ghost was meeting with Simon Stern and Tasha barged in and said, my husband doesn't answer to anybody. Do you think that proved that she's right for Ghost or she's exactly the kind of woman that Ghost doesn't need? That's why he's looking for an Angela. Well, how do you think well, I, that is mostly it, interpreted, or how how was the writers like? Were they trying to leave that open to interpretation? Because I was really well, left open. It was very I, ambiguous. Totally, and it was less ambiguous. Now, it, it, if I put on my writer hat and I said, "Why did the writers do it?" Because to me, what it does is it mirrors Tasha and Tommy asking Ghost to step up to how they were. Prove to me you're still the same person. Mm-hmm. And I think that she does that in the same capacity that I do that. She does it in front of all these people, what he holds dear in her eyes, the thing that's breaking them apart. I mean, certainly it's the thing that's breaking us apart, too. But more, of, to me, it's more his non-participation in the streets. Whereas with Tasha, she's just like, yo, tell them. Tell them that you're you. Let me know that you're you. So she, I think that she prompts that, prompts that and I think that he responds. So I think he does that for Tasha Andy in a very similar capacity, you know, proving himself to the people that love him. And we have someone else that's on um, that's on the call. We have Mr. Shane. Shane. Yeah, Shane's on the line. Hey, Shane. Hey, hey, how are you guys? Good. How's it going? Well. Shane Johnson in the house, ladies and gentlemen, from Power <laughs> Stars. <laughs> uh, I'm great. I'm great. And if you hear uh, jumping around and stuff like that, that's not me. That's my children jumping upstairs. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Can be help. So, Shane, what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, you guys have had a successful season, and you guys are, are coming back for season two. How do you feel to be a part of such a great um, 
movement right now? I'm thrilled, man. I'm really thrilled. And, you know, it's kind of cool, too, is I've really become a fan of the show. You know, when I read the pilot, my my whole team was, like, flipping out about the, the pilot. They thought it was great. But as this season has developed, not just the, the writing of it, but watching it and trying to sit back and be a fan and just sort of take it in, um, I think it's great. And it's supposedly, from what I hear, it's it's doing better every week and really finding its audience. And uh, I think everybody does a great job on it. And I love the crafting of the writing. I feel like they're very, they're, there are no missteps. I think everything is on pur- purpose and on point. So yeah. I'm loving it. And I'm thrilled to be coming back and, you know, on the hunt next year. Well, we're glad that you're coming back cause, um, because, um, because Vinny couldn't tell us whether he was coming back. So, so I was good to know what, what characters <laughs> are, are able to come back. You, and I believe in the pilot episode, you had one of the funniest lines that that I noticed was trending on uh, social media about, I don't know if I could really say the word, but do you know where I'm going with this? When, uh, you are know, you talking about? The, uh, Just say it, man. Dick. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, That's not yeah. A bad yeah. Word. Dick yeah. is short for Richard. Yeah, I think that was episode two. That's right okay. about coffee. That coffee line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I was so happy to have that line. I was like, all right, fine. That's all. As long as I just say that in this episode, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. All right, the coffee tastes like dick. There, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. There we go. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's out in the open. So give us. So uh, I love what you guys are. You guys, I'm, I've I've watched uh, quite a bit of what you guys have been doing on Afterbus. Wow, you guys really really uh, break this thing down. I'm really impressed with how well you guys understand it and the little nuances that you guys are seeing and finding. So um, really really impressed with your uh, intuition. Thank you. I, I think I, I enjoy mostly the fact that we get to sit here and sort of bounce ideas off of each other and, and, you know, try to figure it out together because we're just, you know, speaking for myself, well, all of us, we're just super fans of the show. And I agree with you, Great Shane. Show. The, the, the show is everything about it has so many different elements and everything is so well placed. Like the directing is, is amazing and the music, even to the different scenes, is the amazing. Filming. We were talking about mm-hmm. that. Just everything. Trailer. Yeah. So great job there. Um, for, yeah. for me, yeah. I, I love the fact that there's other shows that I really love, and then I see good cast members from other shows on this show as well, like uh, oh, yeah. Lila Loren from um, Gang Related. She's on this show, mm-hmm. and she's doing an amazing job. And yeah. then also Elizabeth Valdez, I think her name is, from uh, Orange is the New Black, oh gosh, really plays true. plays yeah. plays uh, Angela's sister as Paz. On the show, and she's an amazing actor. I'm like, they are nailing all the casting on power right now, and they're ramping up everybody's character right now. I I think they're just just ramping it up for season two, and I have a a suspicion that at the end of the season, I'm going to be pissed off because it's over. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to wait. Well, you know, know, um, I I heard one of the writers saying it's... it's, uh, you know, as the season progresses, I, I'm not going to give anything away because I think I'd be punched in the face. But um, <laughs> the the fact is, is it just it does feel like you know, paint yourself into a corner as a writer, give yourself a real problem as a, as a creative person, and see see what you can come up with. So, as you can you can sense that it's all headed in a direction, and that there's a you know the stakes are high, and uh, something that started off and you know 
Tommy and Ghost, they felt they had control of this thing and they were just sort of going through the motions. It's Things are going great. Things are getting bigger. And then all of a sudden, you know, the shit hits the fan and stuff's coming. Every episode, something new's happening. And now Fiddy's, you know, doing his thing. Right. So it's uh, getting pretty dangerous. Right. I, I've, yeah. I, I kind of felt like in the beginning, the investigation, the investigation uh, storyline for the show, as far as investigating Lobos mm -hmm. and then finding out who the New York distributor was, it was kind of slow. And then the last so many episodes just actually started picking up. And that actually raises the stakes and makes the stakes higher and more interesting to watch for me as a fan. So, um, and yeah. obviously, since we've gotten the green light for season two, so you can just, they can actually like take that arc all the way yeah. um, and make it how it's supposed <clears throat> to be. Um, so it keeps us on the edge of our seat. I'm, I can't wait till Angela makes the connection that Jamie is ghost. <laughs> that's going to be so, you know, so interesting. I think that's what a lot of us are waiting for right now, just to see how this invest investigation goes down with uh, with finding out who Ghost actually is, because he's so used to being under the radar and being and being stealth. Yeah, um, and I love yeah. I love that in this particular last scene that she's all the way in. Like the writing was brilliant there. Like they're taking her all the way in, in love with him and everything before she finds out mm. that he actually is ghost. And so I love that last scene that they have. Which, by the way, um, just to let all of you know, I'm sort of back on team uh, <laughs> team Ghost and Angela. No, come on. I'm, I'm back on that this. team. And I know we talked about it, and I changed my mind actually last last episode. But the reason why now. Just to make things clear. I'm gonna call you the, Mitt Romney because you'd be flip flopping. <laughs> watching, watching that is, and I, I. But this is this is actually based on something that's pretty real. So if we know now that the reason why Ghost actually married Tasha is specifically for her loyalty, it wasn't necessarily about being in love. It, and if you notice, actually, while we were watching all of the episodes, we found out more about Ghost and Angela. As far as their history together, we knew that she taught him Spanish. We knew that they hung out and they, they had a childhood. But we didn't know much about Ghost and Tasha's history. Right. So the fact that we now find out that she he just married her because, simply because she was loyal to him, you know, it kind of, yeah, well, yeah. We don't know that there's, you know, we don't know the rest of it. But I just like <clears throat> the fact that, uh, you know, he still does have a long lost love in, in Angela. So I don't I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't like their relationship anymore. <laughs> I just I know. don't. He, Bam, Bam is over it. But yeah. but Joseph, how do you feel about uh, Ghost telling Tommy, you know, keep your hands off the merchandise, yet he's over here messing with Angela after he's told him to stay away <laughs> from Angela. And he's already have a proven track record with Angela that's not positive. Well, I mean, first off, he wasn't wrong. But, um... Yeah. I, it's, it's very it's very interesting to see that he, he's reacting so... Uh, so so crazy to me. Like, listen, Angela has a track record of being awful, and this girl is just merchandise. She just nothing. Like, and you're making you're being so crazy about this, right? And yet, Angela is here. L let me refresh your memory. I mean, that's the 106 scene when we were in the office, and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and he's like, there's no difference. I said, well, the difference is, is that you're married. It's so funny that people are always just like, oh, Tommy's the one with no morals. Tommy's the one who's not thinking, and yet. <laughs> Consistently, he's the one who remembers things. He's the one who brings up like really right. valid ethical points. I think Tommy's more like, "Hey, listen, man, you made your bed, you better lie in it," kind of guy. More than like what you know, whether what's right or wrong. These right. are the rules of the street. These are the rules of this. These are the rules of this. And if nobody's going to hold you to it, I'm going to hold you to it. 
And it seems like as a fan, when you're watching everything, everybody gets caught up in in the rapture of Angela and and you know and ghosts, uh, you know, butt naked love making scenes and all the passion. <laughs> oh, they were, and, uh, they're, they're lovely. Aren't you know, they? I right, they're at the bra right. the whole time. It seems like sex to me. I'm always like, oh, geez, at least right. you're watching it. Right, it's it's it's, it's amazing. If you're, if you're into that, you know, it's like soft core or whatever. But you know, just as far as the story is concerned, you're like, okay, well. Every time there is a situation where Tommy has to confront Ghost or Ghost has to confront Tommy, like when he went to go meet them in Forest Hills, right? And he went and had mm-hmm. a... Had oh, the, I loved it. That, oh, was, God, that, scene, that was, scene was amazing. That scene was great. That right? was a great performance. Yeah. Yeah. And just running to you guys here. Oh, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? That was funny. And, oh, and I, I like that you made him buy your shake when you left, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Follow when you're done. Yeah, that was fun. We talked about that. That was, that was really funny. And you actually uh, you played that scene to a T, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but Thank I just, you, Yeah, just how Tommy went in there and actually it was an awkward moment and i i think that's one of those scenes where you think tommy is like so rough around the edges that there's no sophistication about him whatsoever until you see a scene like that mm. and then he <laughs> and, and then you're like he's he's savvy he knows how to yeah. go in and say the right thing he's abrasive when you have to be abrasive it, it's like being at home you know, when you're talking to your family, you talk to your family different than you talk to people in the street, mm-hmm. obviously, because there's a different comfort level. And it's so funny that every time him and Ghost get into it, he always spits real stuff. Every time it looks like Ghost wants to, like, knock Tommy out, right. Tommy says something that checks him. <laughs> and he just stands there yeah. and just puts his head down because he knows that Tommy is right about everything. He's got nothing to say. Yeah, he has nothing to say. And I think that's kind of like, he's kind of dictating that he's like kind of like ghost moral compass to a certain degree, even though, because he is, is quote-unquote bad and immoral as Tommy is, quote-unquote. He keeps her a 100% real. It almost seems like mm-hmm. ghost is living in some fantasy. You know, yeah, like... He, and he is. Right. <laughs> he's living in this well, own he's also, bubble. He's also, you know, Tommy's the one that's keeping... So far, he's the one that's keeping the agreement. They agreed to, like, open this nightclub and do it for a very specific reason. And it was just sort of just there to clean the money. Right. And now, you know, Ghost is moving into this whole other world. He's like in a fantasy world with his club and this other girl and this whole thing. And so Tommy's trying to get him back down to earth, you know? I mean, I would like I would like to say, I don't know where the writers are going, but I remember there was like, uh, I don't know if it was the first or second episode, me and Bam thought that when Tommy went to go pick up money from, from Cantos, that he was actually stealing money, but what he was actually doing was adding money to the deposit okay, so he can actually I mean. clean money. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the whole purpose of the club, was is to clean the money. Yeah. So he was... That, at- that, is, that is true. One of my favorite Facebook comments I ever saw was a guy from... Uh, I grew up with, we used to call them the Billies, these white kids from hillbilly parents that moved up in the 60s. But my buddy Brad, he says, listen, he's not stealing the money. He's washing the money. Right. Put down the blunt and pay attention. Right. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, but it's, actually, it's actually kind of true in, in that way that it's like, it's actually, I think that is one of the geniuses of how they edited it because they really lent itself to really looking. I mean, of course you thought that. If I didn't know all of the scripts and my intentions as the actor, I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. And they, they, I think they did that on purpose to lead you down that road thinking, well, where do Tommy's allegiances lie? 
Right. I thought it was interesting with the writing specifically for this episode that it was called loyalty, but it seemed like there was a lot of disloyalty specifically in this episode. You had Kanan um, going against Ghost. You have Ghost still messing around on Tasha. You, it's just it seemed like this episode pinpointed the disloyalty more than anything. So I thought it was interesting with the writing that they called it loyalty. I, that's something mm-hmm. that we've come to see a lot mm-hmm. in in uh, the episodes from the writing. Is uh, is that something we're going to see again in the second season? Right. Like a lot of the kind of open-ended with the titles that really try to tell some type of truth to what the episode well, is about? Well, I mean, it, my, my, two, my two cents, my arty farty two cents would say if you look to a lot of um, uh, uh, actual uh, visual art, a lot of uh, visual art shows actually do do that kind of thing. Like it'll be like the, it'll be darkness and yet it'll be just like paintings with just a little bit of light and what it reveals. So I think there is in, intrinsically in disloyalty, there is loyalty. So you actually get to assess and find out where loyalty is and what it actually means to be loyal by seeing what is disloyal. It, you know, by definition, it shows you what loyalty is. It's so interesting that you talked about that because there was a scene also that uh, where Ghost and Tommy were in the club and they sort of went behind the corner and I was and I don't know if I was looking too deeply into it but I was almost looking at the lighting that was placed on their faces and it made oh. it, it it was just it was so interesting and I loved the way that it's sort of like a play on it you know mm-hmm. and I don't know if we're supposed to be looking that deeply into it but I look into everything I look into um, again I mentioned the music earlier but the words that they're using in the music you know during a, a specific scene and I love all of that and so you know I don't know if I'm looking too deeply into it or if that is actually how it's meant to be man I tell you Robin I can, I can see your hot pink lipstick going right now <laughs> as you're talking and you are so on point and that's exactly what it is Car- Kari so uh, Goglin the director is uh she's so like that she's so visual that the absolutely yeah. every little bit like, I mean Tasha's hand in the water yes. and, you know everything is to imply something else and she she was definitely a very uh um, I guess esoteric would be the correct word, the director, uh, very much so. So, yeah, that was very much on purpose. Shane, did you find that to be true? Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, especially watching it, watching this last episode, and certainly the way she worked on set, she took, she would definitely take her time setting up a shot. She she wanted the shots to mean something. Like, they tell their own story. Mm-hmm. To the point where I think if you turn, if you turn the audio off and just watched, watched the piece play out, you'd probably still get the story of yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. You know? That's a great point. Actually, wow. yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the scenes are actually somewhat shot like moving paintings, which is really funny because if you, you're, you're right, mm-hmm. if you didn't, if you turn the audio off and just watch some of the scenes, how they're shot with the lighting and just visually, it just looks like a, a painting in motion, which mm. is um, just, this is, you know, proof to the creativity of the staff there. That's the crew. They're doing their thing. Yeah, um, definitely. Go ahead, Bam. Shane. Yeah, that was Kari for sure. She definitely had that. Shane, um, will we see more from from your character? I'm assuming once um, once they start to do the investigation a little bit more, I'm assuming for season two, they're going to dive more into um, you guys' um, characters inside the office. Well, they, they I keep writing scripts and handing them in, and they keep saying, dude, stop writing stuff. <laughs> but... Um, uh, you know, as far as as far as I can tell, I it feels like this first season is mostly about setting up, you know, what all the different dynamics of what's going on with Ghost and he's the hub, 
He's the hub of the show. And and then Angela is like a distant, probably her world is like a second to that. But most of, you know, most of her world. Or Tommy's world is a second to that. I'm not sure either, though, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you're right up there with him, man. But the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, thing with, um, the thing with, uh, you know, we're like a, a faction of, of Angela's world in a way right now. Mm. But then it, within that, we're also obviously part of this task force that's trying to, to take them down. Um, I think it was important in this first, because, you know, the other thing that's wild about this is they crammed, as far as I can tell, like 20 episodes worth of show into eight hours, you know. Right. And... And so, you know, sometimes you get a little salt and pepper from from our segment, from the, the task force stuff, and it's it's just enough to keep that storyline going and to remind the audience, like, hey, these guys are they're they're on the hunt, and that danger still exists. I agree. I think if you know, I I don't have scripts in front of me except for the ones I've written, and, and I think that you know, my prediction would be that the task force becomes, especially like you were saying, if your prediction is correct, and I don't know, I'm not, you know, verifying anything, but if, (laughs) if Angela finds out who ghost is and what he's about, then what, how does she react? Is she, now is she covering for him? She's going to get the rules, Shane. Your, your character, Knox is the only dude who's been straight the whole time. Everybody else has gone and done, done things the wrong way. Dirt. Everybody. That's true. Everybody Mm -hmm. except you. You're the only dude who's like been str- like straight above board. So if this what? thing comes to a place where they actually have to bring it to trial, you're 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 the really the only credible dude at this point who hasn't done anything wrong or underhanded that somebody could investigate and then have the thing thrown out. So maybe that might have to go through your hands. The fact that they're trying- I just I just wrote that down and sent it off in an email to Courtney. So thank you. <laughs> the fact that you're trying- I read your I read your second script. <laughs> <laughs> the romance continues. Um, the fact that they're trying to dismantle the team, is that giving y'all a little fire to speed up the investigation? Is that we're going to see something come to a blow by the end of this um, season? I was trying to figure that out, why they would all of a sudden want to dismantle y'all's team, t- which would take Angela out of there, you know, hmm. kind of stop the investigation. Uh, in the- right. Well, I just hope Angela goes to Detroit and busts them and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would guess, I would guess that they, you know, by the end of the season, how many episodes do we have left? One, 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 one episode one. left. So the only thing I can guess is by the end of the season that we, you know, this is obviously we're dipping into predictions, but that she finds out who Ghost is and she season? spends, she spends. I mean, that's what I mean. How they have, they have to leave us on the edge of our seats for season two, hmm. right? So when season two comes back around, we're not we're like chomping at the bit, waiting for season two to start, and everybody is. Yeah, I hope they they greenlit for more than eight episodes for season two. Yeah, uh, we are ten. Oh, nice. Okay, very nice. Okay, yeah. awesome. So I I, th- think I, I would think that, that yeah. she would find out by to next next week that ghost. Is Jamie and Jamie is ghost, and she spends all of second season one coping with that and trying to protect him hmm. because that loving is so good. That's exactly <laughs> what I think. That's what that's exactly. I mean, here you have two, two actually, they're just it. major things for Angela going on right now, and she's gonna find out. So it's when she finds out that Jamie is ghost, but she, her love for him and her love for her career, yeah, and, and and just finding out who he is, they're both at a peak, and so that's gonna be very, very interesting to see how that unfolds. And, they do and her sister might have something to do with it. Yeah. 
because her sister felt like, you know, they were supposed to have dinner this night, right? Yeah. They didn't have dinner because he had to go meet with Simon Stern. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, obviously, they're going to have to reschedule this dinner. And she's eager to show her sister what a changed man Jamie has become since high school. So when they have this, look at Fatty is getting all deep. Yeah, dinner, maybe, maybe she's gonna. I don't know. Something is yeah. gonna, and something tells me that Paz is a little more close to the has her ear to the ear to the street a little more than, yeah. than yeah, Angela yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but yeah. I think Fatty has had his, you know, had his uh, finger on the point too. That last time that when he said that Angela had never had a, like a life, she dedicated her yeah. whole life to her job and to everything. So right now is. I mean, it's 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 a peak moment of her whole life. She's putting all she's playing all of her cards right now. I think that was so on point when you said that uh, last episode. I was like, that's exactly what it is to me that she's putting all her eggs in this basket, and she says so. You know, because I don't know what I'm going to do if this isn't real. She says exactly. That. Yeah. Yep. She has. She yeah. has. She has nothing, and they're doing a great great job. It smells of, like desperation. Of, of portraying. <laughs> she's thirsty. <laughs> Yeah, but he's quenching well, that nose. Yeah. It, it, it's also pretty wild. It's wild to me that, you know, and I didn't notice this reading it or when we were in the process, but as I'm watching it, it's pretty interesting that they very they, they literally don't talk much about anything outside of the rooms that they're in, Angela and Ghost, you know. Right. And oh, sorry. they're living, and to me it reminds me of, I mean, at least for me and for a lot of people that I that I know, that first love that you have, that first person that, that there's nothing, you can't ever recapture that. And the rest of your life, you're sort of chasing it Don't down. And so <laughs> here they are bumping into each other again. And they, they represent to each other all the things, all the dreams and all that other, all the, the roads not traveled, you know? Right. And so they keep this little, this little nest between them. And at some point, that egg that they create has got to crack, you know? Well, I feel wow. really bad for Sean right now because if his dad doesn't get out of jail soon enough, something's going to happen <laughs> with Tasha, and she's going to get him killed. <laughs> He's going to die. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, he just keeps falling for the okie doke, and now she's got him snitching. He's just breaking all the homie rules right now. Got him on the street, but is he's he you know copping the feel on his leg, and there she is right there. That's her. He's no, so no, brilliant her. in that role, her. though. That's her right there. Her. He, he plays is, that role. He I is just playing he the it. dope. He's just playing the like. It's like, dude, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, I got a new prediction. What are, what are you gonna do? Hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. I just. I don't understand. I mean. He's just barking up the wrong tree with that whole scenario. You know, her with the partition and playing with herself and then, you know, letting her, letting him, you know, do, do the peeping Tom scene. He's trying to get that. I think he just, you know, he he really is infatuated with her. You know, I just think he, he, he can't he help just, himself. Yeah, he, he can't. He's right a, there in front you know, of him. Right. He's a young guy and it's like she's hot and so, you know. I just don't think he knows. I don't think he knows what to do besides the fact that he's already really attracted to her. And now he sees Ghost doing whatever Ghost is doing, you know, gallivanting off with Angela. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that uh, goes down. But, I mean, we really got to get Kanan out of jail. So, you know. But, I mean, you know, Kanan's put a hit on Ghost. Right. Mm -hmm. So... Pink pink sneakers is like, and he says, you know, you got to change your shoes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know one girl, know, like what, what one female wears the same pair of shoes know, all the time. That's her staple. Those are her work her work shoes. Don't take them the, the pink the pink sneakers. <laughs> hey, uh, Sh- Shane and Joseph. Hey, before you guys get into predictions, can I ask you guys a question? Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, what did, what did you think about um, uh, the meeting with Simon Stern? You know, we kind of touched on it when when Tasha came in, but what did you? What did you think about that kind of representing 
um, uh, really a white view on um, uh, people of color in America and kind of the touch your hair and mm. how do you get the blacks and Latinos. I mean, is that something that you felt like? Because when I watched it, I was like, this is interesting because it's like in, in, in a very small way, he's like, man, I almost gave him credit. Be like, yeah, lay it down there. How do you do it? But at the same time, I mean, the the, the obvious racism mm. that's part of that. I mean, how did, how did that lay on you guys? I'm just curious. I think it, well, let you know. me tell you, Joseph, uh, it, it played out. <laughs> Can I touch your hair? <laughs> oh, gosh. It, it, it was spot on, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it was, it yeah, was, it was, it I was mean. on point. The writing was definitely on point with that whole scenario. I definitely think it's something that's still prevalent today. I mean, people don't do it as outright, but I think in some sort of ways, I've heard, heard people say, how do you go from straight to curly? Mm-hmm. Um, you were short yesterday. Now your hair's long. It's like, right. really? Right. Did you really just try to call me? Yeah, out? but the, one of the reasons that I love this show, again, <laughs> is about the fact that it exposes the viewers to so much mm-hmm. about the show. And that was one of the things that, that did it. I mean, for people who don't know that that actually exists, <laughs> it does. And the writers <laughs> showed that exactly. So, I mean, I, I agree. It was definitely on point. For me, uh, for me, it was a great scene. It was great acting uh, with, with the actors in there. But not only did it show... Uh, blatant or subtle racism however you want to look at it but they also was showing you the world in which they live in as far as the clubs and how people are perceived and and certain things like when you go to clubs and things like that so i thought it hit two different points so for me Mm -hmm. i thought it was i thought it was great all around i thought tasha handled herself very well the one thing the the one thing i'm out the, the one thing i loved about that scene the most was when victor garber was who's played Simon Stern? He amazing. Yeah, he's yes, a dope he actor. He's I've been watching him forever. Um, when he was, you know, explaining how mind-boggling it was the success that you know that uh, that Ghost has had uh, with Truth and coming from where he's come from, and then the explanation that Ghost gave, the explanation that he gave coming from the hood and having to transform and actually survive in different environments to get to where he's gotten actually he's better suited to cater to a diverse more diverse community than than uh than simon stern is Mm -hmm. with uh with his do with his social demographic so it was it was also really interesting that he was just assuming that he was gonna throw some millions in ghost face he's like dude i'm like dude six million dollars that's nothing for this guy you have no idea what this guy really right. does who he really is i wouldn't and, take it yeah and, and <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking it too i was like damn, damn, six million damn there you go bam give it to me right but he didn't and he's mm-hmm. not gonna you know he just assumed that he was gonna just swallow up truth and ghosts and his whole his whole faction become part of his brand, well you know, played. and it was just funny that he just automatically assumed it when he realized Ghost had no intention on doing that. Then his face was like he was dumbfounded. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, yeah. The, and then he's used to getting what he wants. Yeah, you know, and then there was Tasha. Money and then the last thing that I'll say about that particular scene is that, and again, maybe I look too deeply into it, but it kind of says to me that maybe Ghost, the street side, would have taken that six million, but because he's trying to go with this whole legitimate life with the club and the new woman and all that stuff, he's thinking, you know, this is my baby. The club is my baby, so he wants to, to you know, out of here with 
Yeah, and they're moving. I mean, I don't know what the numbers. Every once in a while, they'll throw a number out there, like the kind of money that they're moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About on a day, like how much money they're losing when the shop's not open. $25,000 sort of an hour. It sounds like, you know, it's like hundred <laughs> k a day or something like that. So it's hundred k a day, yeah. Well, Lobo said it was $25,000 an hour when he had that meeting with them. Yeah. Doing so it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of. <laughs> It was a lot of, well, a lot of, a lot of papers yeah, being lost. We're losing about 100K a day, even with other stuff we're moving, even without Lobos' product. I mean, he's not our be-all and end-all, but he's our main thing, especially with our uh, specialty stuff that we're, that we're moving. Right. So we lose $100,000 a day if we don't lose move Lobos' product without any other thing, any other money coming in. Okay, so let's, like let's, let's uh, jump into predictions yes. real quick. Yes. I've been waiting for this. And now... Okay, season one, Power on Stars, original series, predictions, Robin Ayers, go. Okay, I believe that um, Sean is being set up both from Ghost as well as from Kane and his dad. I think that he's going to be going towards his dad's team. He's going to, you know, when Kanan gets out, I think that that's what's, what's going to happen. I also think that... Um, that Tommy and Holly are still going to form some sort of Bonnie and Clyde type thing, maybe take over what Ghost and Tasha have started. And then, um, you know, obviously Angie is going to find out about Ghost and, you know, I think she's going to be trapped and she's probably going to go towards protecting him (laughs) rather than trying to get him locked up. Okay, Erica J. Green, go. I'm going to go off of what you said about Sean, but I'm not going to say that he's being set up. I think we're not giving Sean enough credit. I think he's trying to get in Tasha's ear so she can try to do something to dismantle um, what Ghost has going on. And I think he's going to come out victorious, probably get the girl and get the throne. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think Kanan's trying to set him up in position. I just think we're not really putting our eye on Sean. Uh, my prediction, I did uh, say someone has to die, and I thought that it may be Sean. And, you know, damn, I really hate to say it, but I think Nomar may get no, killed. No, I just have a feeling that because someone has to die. Obviously, uh, cast members have said that someone's going to die. I think it may be him. Okay. That's well, uh, my prediction is Tasha and Angela have to see each other some kind of way. They have to see each other from a distance, know who just something, something. There has to be some kind of encounter with Tasha and Angela. And I'm going to leave my prediction at that. So, uh, do we do you guys justice on those predictions? <laughs> Justin, you know, every, every, yeah. like, they all seem like great possibilities to me. I don't even know. Like, Give me something. Hey, Give me a hasn't been written. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. You guys are the best. It's <laughs> a good way to put that. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, uh, you guys call in. Uh, not call in. Go, go to <laughs> iTunes. You guys can get all these uh, podcasts on iTunes. You guys can tell a friend, rate, uh, give us five stars. We've uh, we've got stars from stars power on the show. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're doing it. So just give us five stars. You guys can call us, and you guys can rate and tell a friend about it, and you guys can follow us and call in and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Share with a friend. Blah blah blah. Anyway, you so guys are the best, man. You guys are the best. Yo, you're the best. We thank you for calling. Yeah, we thank really you for are. calling in. Thank where, you. Where can we uh, find you uh, social media wise? Where can your fans find you? You can find me at uh, Joseph Shakora Four J O S E P H Capital S I K O R A Four on Twitter. Shane. <laughs> okay, Shane. And, for me on Twitter, it's uh, it's at Shane underscore M is and Michael underscore Johnson. Shane M Johnson. Awesome. 
Dope. And then that leads to everything else, like IMDb and all that crap. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. They keep it real. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, fellas. And where can we find you guys till next time? It's RobinAires.com. And you can find me at Bam Erickson. At Erica J. Green on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. At Club Thaddeus and GQJedi.com. Until next time, after Buzzer. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.